Welcome to the Nutra Narratives Podcast. I am your host, Gigi Naval. This is the place where dietitians and dietetic students share their stories centered around food to all things nutrition in order to inform, empower, and bring some inspiration to your day. Today's guest is registered dietitian nutritionist Morgan McGee. I have good memories of working with her about seven years ago when she was the president for the Nutrition Council Student Association at Loma Linda University. And at that time, I was the advisor for NCSA. Currently, she is working for Food Corps as their director for school nutrition leadership. Welcome, Morgan. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. I am so happy, incredibly happy to see you. Likewise. When was the last time I saw you? Was that when you graduated? A couple of holidays ago, we mm -hmm. came and remembered the pod, the video oh, we did channel a video. I used to have. <laughs> That's right. What was the name of your video? Pineapples and Peppers. Pineapples and Peppers. I love that so yes. much. You're not doing that anymore? I am not. Okay. I can understand because I think you and... Anita, yes. I was going to say, if I forget her name, I'll be in trouble. You and Anita live in two different states. states correct. So that makes it hard, but mm -hmm. that was really fun. It was fun. Did. It was fun. Great. So since you've left us, speaking of Loma Linda University School of Public Health, because you went through the MPH program, correct? which we also have a registered dietitian program track to go through since that time um can can you tell us about maybe the that year you were here or just i don't know just take us through where you want to start with your story sure sure mm -hmm. so you know i left loma linda it was kind of an interesting journey because i came in off semester so i came in a or quarter rather i came in january of 2011 Okay. So I was really in between cohorts when I started. And although I graduated officially in June 2013, I really felt more connected to the previous cohort because my last year I took maybe a class and, you know, a couple of rotations throughout that year to get me through. But um, so I finished in 2013, did my internships and it was my lad, the very last one that I did, mm. you know, they say, they say save the best for last. And that was really true because I did it at a school district out here in Riverside where I was sold. I bought into this idea that you could take a five-year-old and expose them to food in school. You can educate them. You can set up a system that is conducive for them to make healthy choices. And as they matriculate, as they grow, develop, that they'll want to make these healthy choices because you set up a system that that is uh, that is able for them to do so. So I bought into that vision from an internship and that really kind of accelerated my path to becoming a school nutrition professional. Wow. So the program that or the degree that you finish is public health. Correct. And was there a way to connect your your experience, your schooling with public health with the unified district world? Yeah. So that's a really great question. And I think you know, as California really sets the bar for what's possible in schools, simply because of the access, okay. right? The access of the Central Coast and access to fruits and vegetables is really close. And so California has 
uh, schools have been serving fresh fruits and vegetables in schools for many, many years since the late 90s, right? True. So when, when you know, things come from USDA, it's like, well, California's been doing that, okay? So I had that kind of in my, my head. And then, you know, I went to Texas for a little bit and was doing some menu planning and really learned that really great skill. But then I came back to California because there was a SNAP-Ed grant. So okay. the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, federally funded, the education side of that, the California Department of Public Health had received mm. funding. Wow. It was like the best of both worlds. It was. was exactly. Together. Exactly. Huh. And so the city of Riverside at the time decided, OK, well, we can't really implement these things. Let's give the money to both the school districts. So Al Ward and, and Riverside Unified and the city parks and rec. Oh, my. So between, I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. So you have all these players, this, the mayor's office, all these districts, parks and rec, all working for what was called then nutrition education and obesity prevention, NEOP. And it was like you said, the best of both worlds. I was in a school, mm -hmm. but working specifically for nutrition education. So when you ask about public health, that's public health nutrition. That's it. That that thousands is it. of students every day. We're educating them. We're setting up, up policy systems and environmental change work, which is the hallmark of public health, so that they can able they're able to make these choices, have access to these choices, and then that you know educate their parents is a really mm -hmm. whole community buy in. And so I'm going to have to mention a name, Rodney Taylor. <laughs> Our dear, wonderful Rodney Taylor was very influential mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that experience. Yes. Yes. For you. So, yeah. So he came to, to Loma Linda, you know, back then to speak, to talk to the students. And I remember my housemate at the time, who was also in the Allied Health MS program, mm -hmm. you know, she's saying all these things about him and wow, you got to meet him. He's so fantastic. I'm like, okay, cool. So when it was time back then, you know, Dr. Taylor, I said, you yeah. know, I have to, I need to go to Riverside. I need to, I, you know, I have to have this my rotation. So that's what I did. And it was fantastic. You know, I... I love that go-getter attitude. Yeah, I have to do it. And so the idea was that what I loved about RUSD and what I've really tried to emulate in jobs since is that I didn't feel like an intern. It was, I'm in the staff meetings. They're asking me what I think. They're, day one, you're involved in menu planning. You're on the computer. You're you're analyzing the menus. And I'm like, okay, I'm not just going to sit back and just like watch you all work. Because, you know, I paid a lot of money for this degree. <laughs> So I was very grateful <laughs> that I was able to actually be involved in my educational enrichment experience, right? Yes. And that's what true education is all about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Rodney was able to mentor me and and really kind of instill in me those those that desire to learn that ambition that came from within coupled with, with the work they were doing in Riverside. And it really was the whole team. You know, it was like this was one person this district, because of a vibe they have, the people they've hired, putting the right people in the right seats at the right time, uh -huh. you're able to really move the bus to this kind of analogy that people say forward. Correct. Right. And so that's what true leadership is. Yes. It's not about you. It wasn't about him. It was about the place. Right. I love that his vision included having the student who was doing a rotation there as part of the team and not just the observer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not just to check it off that you've done your rotation, but he created that experience for you so that 
it made an impact. Right. And that was, you know, I then would go on and become a dietitian, a preceptor. And that was something I was really, really important to me. And I would mm. tell my students day one, what do you want to get from this? Do you want to just like chill? Because let me just tell you, that's not the type of preceptor I am. Oh, wow. And, that's and, so awesome. You know, when one of my public health students came and she was getting her 400 hours, for a public health degree in our school nutrition department, she was there with me the entire school year from the, our summer meals kick off in June until the next year in May or whenever. And I remember throughout that experience, she says, this is what I'm learning in school and my coursework and I'm doing it every day here in my internship. And I'm like, perfect. Wow. So it sounds like that job that you did your rotation at, you ended up working there. I did. Oh. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. So that. I kind of switched it Look up on that. you. I did. That. So, you know, again, the power mm -hmm. of relationship building, the power yes. of mentorship. I, you know, was interning there. I went away to work at a food bank and then I came back as an employee. You came back as an employee. How long did you work at the food bank? About 10 months, not okay. quite a year, Yeah, but, but enough to get, you know, to know NutriKids in and out and to create it. menus. We were vending meals to uh, charter schools ah. in San Antonio, Texas. So Wow. Mm -hmm. So then you went back to Riverside. I did. I did. This time as a dietitian. Yes. And what was your role there? I was, so like I was saying, I was overseeing this grant yes. program, the SNAP-Ed yes. Nutrition mm -hmm. Education Obesity Correct. Prevention Program. So classroom education, after school education, professional development for teachers, because mm. I think where we really get into the the like meat or the crux of the, like, you know, the good, good stuff is that when you start having teachers educate, right? I, I love yes. being a dietitian, nutrition educator, but if we right. talk about sustainability, uh, right. We're uh -huh. never going to get enough dietitians to educate a school district. Right. Bingo. So, so your teachers, if you're doing your professional development with them and saying this is how you can couple the work that's being in the cafeteria as far as access this is what your students are exposed to and bring that back to the classroom mm. and make that connection. That's when you get like the cha-ching, cha-ching. Mm. The kids are really benefiting from that um, that environment. Yes. In more ways than one. Yes. So how long did you work at Riverside Unified School District? Only two years. Okay. So, you know, yeah. it was such a, you know, sustained memory that I have, mm -hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't a long time, but I worked hard. You worked hard and you packed in a lot of experience. <laughs> I did. In those I two did. years. I did. Because, again, you know. I remember my director always saying to me, Morgan, work smarter, not harder. Oh, my. That's what we have to remember. Yes. Work smarter. Work smarter because, you know, in public health, in this field of dietetics, you have this natural desire to want to educate, to want to, you know, you have a passion. Right. Yes. And with that passion yes. comes a lot of things that, you know, you just need to pump the brakes on. Truth be told. I love that. You know, you just have you to slow it. down and you have to think about what's best for you for as far as self-care, what's best for the, you know, your students, your employees, that type of thing. So. You're bringing in that whole person mm -hmm. care that Loma yes. Linda does yes, promote. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so after two years of working there, what was the next step for you? The next step was, OK, you know. I could do this for a while. I could do this forever. I loved it. It was great. And my goal really in that position was, like I was mentioning, get the teachers feeling strong and comfortable with educating. And that was, was my goal. Get nutrition implemented into the curriculum. Yes. Empowering um, those teachers. Yes, yes, uh -huh. yes, yes. But, you know, I knew that if I wanted to go to the next level, whatever that level was, I needed direct operational experience. I needed to oversee people. My interns were great, but I need to have people kind of report to me, have some higher level program management skills. Mm. So I 
went to Fairfax, Virginia. Um, to, wow, you went clear over to the other side. I did. I did. I, I packed up my bags, you know, everything that I had. And I moved across to the basically the nation's capital, uh, you know, the D.C. metro area. And I took a job as a food service operator. Whoa. So operators in schools yeah. oversee the direct operations of the school food service program. So it's really seeing things hands on. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. So in that in that particular role, I was overseeing the summer food service program. Right. Which serves we served meals to about 60 schools sites but we also had about 30 that we vended meals to today about oh. 90 sites total wow my brain can't even imagine <laughs> yes <And> all that <laughs> yes so it was a, a big program and then i also oversaw the cacfp or child and adult care food program at risk after school meals oh, okay so we had about 30 sites with that it grew it grew to 30 by the time that i left but those sides, again, just doing after school meals for students who are enrichment programs that might be doing sporting activities after school, allowing them again. They've been in school since seven, eight in the morning. They had lunch at maybe 11, 10. Mm -hmm. They're in school till five or six. What what are they getting? Right. Correct. If they're in right. enrichment and they don't have enough food or energy provided from food, you know, what what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So there comes in your public health nutrition expertise again again, again right because it's that shows up yeah it shows up time and time again because it is public health right right i'm looking yeah. at schools that our district was very large spread um across a lot of land mm -hmm. so you're looking at operations you're looking okay what's the best for them you know what can hold i'm bringing in the dietetics part of like food service management and safety and HACCP and all those sorts of things so really it is a full a kind of a full a full approach you know you're looking at that you know what nutrition education are we providing can we provide that what are they doing in these after school programs mm -hmm. um those types of things are partnering with the school sites okay mm -hmm. so then you were there then for three years three years yeah, okay so yeah. man you've been a dietitian for so long now. i know <laughs> i felt like you just graduated <laughs> yeah i just finished my first uh term i see you oh. submission last year <laughs> yeah so it's been six years yeah i got my i made it i made, made it six it? years <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So there for three years. And then the next chapter in your life just started recently, you know, so over mm -hmm. my time, what's been a really constant is just being a mentor and having mentors, right? Yeah. The ones I still have here at Loma Linda, I still speak to Mrs. Kush and you yes. and Dr. Haddad. And mm -hmm. we have these relationships with my former preceptors. And so I, you know, have been really, um, this scripture that I love and it talks about when you are encouraged, encourage your brother, basically. Amen. And so it is, that has been the theme of my life that I have what I have because not only grace, but also because others who have come before me who have uh, taken me under their wing. And I think that was mm -hmm. the mission of, of what Christ did. Right. That's and true. so and you're passing on that mission of Christ to others. Yes. And so I, um, I try to live that. So that mentorship that I have and that idea of just relationship building has really been what has given me this new position with an organization that I'm able to build really a pipeline of future school nutrition leaders. And when did this new position start? It started. So it did not exist before. Oh, I was okay. the first one that has um, held the position. And I began in August 28th, you know, 2019. So a couple months ago, only about Just, five months. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on the new post. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So in this post, you are taking 
mentorship really to a whole another level. Yeah. So we're, you know, I will serve as kind of the conduit for men, for the mentees and mentors, right? So we're going to be placing up and coming new school nutrition professionals in an apprenticeship program. So we'll have eight districts across or six to eight districts across the United States. Oh my. That we are, you know, looking at very particular traits, right? Innovation and nutrition, nutrition, um, meal planning and wellness initiatives. Do you have partnership with influential internal and external stakeholders? Are you fiscally solvent? Mm -hmm. Do you have investment and engagement with your staff's development? Mm -hmm. Are you, do you have a commitment to equity, diversity and inclusion in all of your programs and your staff and the students and, and how you offer those things? And so we're looking at districts who are who are kind of not I want to say outliers, okay. but districts who are uh, dynamic, you know, dynamic leaders and mentors who can can really, you know, my my experiences really was impacted by it wasn't that again, like I said, Ronnie didn't, you know, say, hey, come little intern, do this. It was that he <laughs> gave me a seat at the table. Oh. Right. And so we're hoping to do that for these apprentices that we will we will hire um, and so that they can see that there are that you can do so much with school nutrition. So it's not necessarily it's not an internship program. It's okay. not an exploratory path is that you have a demonstrated commitment to school nutrition. Mm-hmm. You may have been working in an, an adjacent field for three to five years, like maybe you've been working as a culinarian or a dietitian and as an, you know, or um, hospital hotel management. And you and you're like, I, I been volunteering in schools I've been doing this but I want to really take it to the next level and so this program then you have developed this program this is your project yes it is Mm. it is my being it is who I am (laughs) until we launch well not even until we launch but we're launching uh, January next year so in 2021 okay we will officially the 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 apprentices will start in their districts and so you know I'm really on the ground now doing public health 101 I'm looking at my old textbooks I'm looking at new frameworks and seeing okay well, we already know that a need exists, mm-hmm. right? Because what I saw, Gigi, was that in yeah. my first two years of my p- previous district, six okay. people retired. And with oh. them, two over 200 years of experience walked out of the door. Ah, uh, wow. It's almost like, oh, no. Yes. It's like, <laughs> no, come back. No, 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 no. Right. No, we can't lose that. Correct. And so what are we doing as a profession? To preserve. To preserve that knowledge, to elevate mm-hmm the profession so that young young people want to become school nutrition professionals they see it as a a viable career option and they're excited about it wow and how long is this mentorship program leadership program it's 18 months okay yeah so you know mm-hmm. the full cycle of school nutrition so they start in january they'll kind of see s- summer meals being planned you know they'll see okay. it being implemented they'll be able to evaluate the successes of of numerous programs they'll see school start you know because again with my interns that i had who were there 400 hours in a whole school year they saw everything mm-hmm. you know they saw mm-hmm. building relationships they saw budget justification True. operational decisions updates to operational decisions you know you see the whole thing because the idea is that we're not creating um you, we want them to have that experience it's okay. not just a, again we don't want you to sit there and observe right we want you to do to do is is really the teacher of learning right mm-hmm. exactly so we we're you know we're not starting from scratch here okay. because obviously school nutrition profession has been around for years for mm-hmm. decades and so but you're fine tuning this we are. this training slash mentorship slash leadership experience right and i think from my experience mm-hmm. here at um loma linda you know you're going to those 
you know, uh, peer reviewed, scientifically proven evidence. So the Institute of Child Nutrition, for example, right, mm-hmm. they are the training arm of USDA. Mm-hmm. Child, uh, school nutrition programs. So training and research. So they've done years of research on the core competencies or what they call CKSs, comp, uh, competencies, knowledge and skills to be a director. So I don't have a start from scratch. Okay. I can go directly to what they've provided and say, okay, uh-huh. you've already outlined, you know, in your school nutrition um, management, they do a week long orientation to school nutrition management course. And it's great. I've done it myself. Mm-hmm. So we can take those buckets and really form a apprenticeship program that's based on evidence. Exactly. It's not just on, you know, testimonials, great experience, right. great, all that. Yeah. But they've but. proven it through research. These are the skills that it takes to be a director. And if we're forming the next generation of leaders, great, excellent. We already we have a great starting point. This is such a, a valuable program that I don't think has really existed yet for Nutrition Unified School District leaders. Correct. You are the trailblazer for this. <laughs> well, You're leading the way. Yeah, yeah. And I think our organization has really tried to just be a, a convener of that, right? Because we are not experts in that. Right. But my expertise is in relationship building. It is in in, in mentoring and seeing, hey, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Hey, because I don't even know really what I want to be when I grow up. Let's figure this out together. <laughs> you know, what kind of bringing those people together <laughs> yes. and saying, you know, we know great school district uh, directors. We are my organization. Food Corps has a great AmeriCorps service program, right, that puts service members in school districts that are working for the school-wide culture of health, healthy school meals, and hands-on learning. So we kind of have some, we do have a foundation of expertise of what we kind of know works. So we're really building on what we've done and just taking and saying, okay, well, our, our service members finish and they go on to do these really great things. But what if they went on to school nutrition? How can we be intentional about funneling them into this potential career once they an alum and they've explored, you know, they want to kind of further their commitment to school nutrition. You are enhancing their experience already, building on the experience Correct. so that it's really even more meaningful what they do. Not that it wasn't before, but even more so they can be more intentional with right. the guidance. Exactly. But Morgan, I just have to reflect as as a teacher who got to I don't I shouldn't say got to had the privilege mm. of working with you in Nutrition Council Student Association. You were the president, mm-hmm. and I already saw your built-in leadership skills. Mm. You did such an amazing job already mm-hmm. back Thank then, you. and to see what you've gone through since then. And then seeing each job that you took on afterwards, and then you kept building on it to create this position where God placed you at each of those other jobs to make this one really meaningful and so important for other people. God really worked that Mm -hmm, through. mm -hmm. And it just... It just makes me so happy to see so much growth in an alumna, alumnus who went through our, um, Loma Linda. And in the past five, six years, mm-hmm. you have done so much for the good of serving so many leaders already. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gigi. That means a lot. It's so it's so wonderful. And just, oh, my goodness, I'm just sitting here like wanting to just cry tears <laughs> of joy because it's so wonderful to see the growth. Yeah, I think it's... um. 
it is, you know, you kind of have this like imposter syndrome, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, looking at yourself. I was talking to my boss this morning and, you know, like, do I need to get this approved, this document that I want to share with the school district tomorrow? And she's like, no, like you people have looked at it, they've given feedback. You're the decider or the D in this like rapid decision making process. And I'm like, OK, yeah, cool. like I guess I've <laughs> been doing right. this a while. They trust me. They, you know, they trust your expertise. Yeah. You know, and for me, because I am a younger graduate, it is a little, again, imposterous like okay who who am I but again you know my steps have been ordered and I have to lean into that and have to sit in it and because I think as a woman as a woman of color there's always there's going to be some level of you know just kind of being shy and I don't want to say too much because of perceptions of this of that but it's like if if you've been given this gift and this talent then who are you to slap God in the face and say Mm. that I don't want to use that and I and I really do praise the creator for my parents because they saw this skill in me when I was very young and they nurtured it very intentionally. Oh, so God worked through your parents too. He really did because, you know, I was a, you know, 10th grade student council president. You know, my name is Morgan McGee. I'll be the sweetest president you'll ever have passing out M&Ms. You know, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) you know, and so... Wow. Who would have thought? Wow. Learning experiences of how to run a meeting and do these Robert's Rules of Order that seems so silly to a 10-year-old. And now over 20 years later, here Mm -hmm. we are. Here it's... It, here here you are like that already was God's plan from day one mm-hmm. when you were born when you were little mm-hmm. and I am just in awe of how God continues to work in your life mm-hmm. to continue mm-hmm. to develop your skills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Morgan what about if like you there's a student out there a nutrition and dietetic student or any student who's going through a program right now what words would you share with them maybe a first year mm. student second year student what was what would have been helpful for you should someone have mentored you yeah i think it's there's so many things I could say, Gigi. There's yeah, not I know just that could one. be another two or three hours. <laughs> yeah, there's not just one thing, but I think about, you know, staying true to the essence of who you are and the gift that you've been given. And if you haven't discovered that, challenge yourself to step out of what you thought was possible. Because even now, and you, you talk about where I am now and how much I've learned, I've become, I've started looking at food a little differently. I've started, mm-hmm. because I'm looking at food systems, I'm like, okay, well, we're in this country. I'm a woman of color and um, come from enslaved people. And so my idea of what is this and that, does it come from a history of oppression? Mm. How how was that okay. framed? And, you know, and I'm like, OK, wow, mm-hmm. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. You know, so for students who are out there, continue to learn, continue to challenge your ideas of you know, this is acceptable. I think as dietitians, we we have this knowledge, right? And we mm-hmm. know based on uh, chemistry, what is going to work for you, you know, what is healthy. And that makes us a little rigid in building relationships and, and helping, truly helping our patients, our clients, mm-hmm. participants, apprentices, mm-hmm. whomever, you know, because we have this idea of what it should be. We're stuck in this box. Um, and I've spoken about this before, and I think it's just that, well, obviously not with you, but it's just that, Think outside the box. Okay. You know, challenge this idea of um, I'm this, I can only be this. I'm this dietetic student. Again, because I have a very non-traditional route. You know, I was not 
wildly successful in my dietetics program, failed my, not failed, but I didn't pass, attempted a second time my comprehensive exam, didn't pass RD exam by one point the first time and crushed, incredibly crushed, Mm -hmm. you know, but I knew that I had this calling on my life. And so again, if you don't know what that calling is, seek experiences that you may not have thought traditional, right? Um, If you said, I'm going to go into medicine or dietetics for this reason, well, okay, well, maybe you've grown a little bit since then and you're thinking about it in a different way. Don't abandon your degree or uh, abandon your program, but maybe see how you can frame it in a different way. Excellent. I don't know if that's helpful or not. It's so helpful because it doesn't mean just because, because I have failed along the way with my dissertation and my doctorate. And yes, it was so easy to initially think, oh, forget this education degree. Right. Do something else. Right. But no, God was like, there's there's a reason why you're going through this. Because I didn't go into school nutrition. I mean, I didn't come Mm -hmm. into dietetics thinking about school nutrition I didn't know what I was gonna do to be honest (laughs) you know I Uh but throughout my even my graduate school experience I volunteered at Rialto fitness and racket club developed a little program for this fit for kids that they were doing and it was from like a posting that this the department had made about you know I was like okay well I'll do it you know so I knew I wanted to be with kids and I like developing the program Uh huh. And here we are almost seven years later. Yes, almost seven years. But I just love that you didn't let past experiences along the way academically, you didn't let that define you. Yes. You you uh, repositioned, Mm -hmm. reframed and said, no, this is still God's will. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go forward with his plan. And God revealed his plan to you year by year by year Mm -hmm. until you're willing. Mm -hmm. And that's the other part, too. Right. You're willing. And I think we fall into these ideas because I did not want to move across the country. You know, that was not I had a very strong church community, dance community um, relationships in Riverside. Uh And although I had family in the D.C. metro area, I consider those here very much my family. Right. Friends are your chosen family. Right. And it was very hard, you know. But again, I had to just I I cried every day for uh, my first couple of months then you know slowly slowly over time I stopped becoming so emotional but even now when I think about it I miss this place so much and I'm like okay God whatever your will is I now work in a job where I can work remotely you know if it's your yeah if it's your will for me to 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 move back or to do that let it be known um and just standing in that and recognizing that this is a life that you have called a life of service to God and humanity that is so beautiful and the the lesson here to learn is to allow God to fully lead you in his plans for your life mm-hmm. and you didn't hold back you didn't pull back yes you wanted to stay here and yes you didn't want to move but you said Lord whatever your plan is I will follow if it does mean moving away yes but yet he has made you so successful and has continued to use you for his honor and glory. Hmm. So really quickly, what do you do to de-stress, <laughs> balance your life out with all the hard work that you do? Yeah, that's a really great question because I think a lot of young professionals and people in general, we lack a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Because I can't work from home, mm-hmm. that bleed over is very easy Mm -hmm. you have to be very intentional so that you're not up at eight o'clock at night doing work things i don't have children or a family or a partner so it's different but if i did if i don't start that now then when 
right? Correct. So for me, I love to dance. Oh, yeah. And I've I, seen those moves. Yes. Love I, it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's not, um, I, I dance as much as I can breathe, literally, because for me, that is a release. It is just, I can be free. I don't have to think about the work of the day, the stress of the day, these other things that are just life, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can just be free and dance and, and challenge my mind, whether I'm learning choreography for something specific or it's more of a cardio fitness class where I'm mm-hmm. doing a pre-prepared kind of, you're following someone who's, you know, cueing you. So, and it's it's great. I love it. I do it as much as I can. It looks super fun. Yes. How many times do you do it during the Oof. week? Yes, that's a good question. So I do my cardio fitness about three or four times a week mm-hmm. and then I might do a actual dance class where there's choreography mm-hmm. one or two times a week and then I'll just okay. like throw around a kettlebell you know so I can yes. have some you know little muscles absolutely <laughs> girl you're a blast with muscles already so <laughs> oh, thank you and then if there's one nutrition practice that you do on a regular basis what is that Ooh, mm-hmm, for you? Like consuming what food do I consume? Yeah. Is there something in particular that you're like, oh, this is my regular practice when it comes to nutrition? That is a good question, Gigi. <laughs> yeah. Sorry I didn't tell you that ahead of yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> so, ooh, this is kind of challenging. I'll just tell you a more recent practice I've been trying to do. Okay. I have, you know, um, whatever. I've been trying to do more I've done smoothies, green smoothies for a while. Okay. But I started adding garlic. Oh. Because I've always been a huge garlic consumer. Yes. But I recently started just like blending carrots, raw, just raw, you know, carrots with pineapple juice and a clove of garlic. Oh, wow. A whole clove. A whole clove. At night. Yeah. At night. At night is a good thing. (laughs) So that you can sleep on it because you don't want to just, you know, disrespect (laughs) anyone with the, with the odor. Yeah. But think of all the antibacterial benefits you get from that. Huge, huge, huge. And Mm. just immune booster and all. And then I sometimes will throw ginger in there as well. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. It's delicious. Just blend it up, you know, and it's it's fantastic. The pineapple juice, of course, and the carrot balance it out because the the garlic is spicy Uh, and oof. All right. I'm I'm gonna have to try that and I'll tell you how it went. Yes. So Morgan, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know you've had a busy schedule even with being here in California with all the work you have to do, but you've taken your time to share your narrative that God already designed for you. Mm -hmm. And I know that your story is already an inspiration to a lot of people or it's already inspiring so many people and you have inspired my life thank you for being truly willing to do this and for being a servant of God who doesn't hesitate Hmm. to do what he asks and you have been serving God in a mighty way Thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's truly been a pleasure talking with you today and just as you know, it's a admonishment or reminder to me as well. You know, life is so busy and we have to always pause and and stay humble and remember where we came from. And that's the true mark of of that relationship of that um, growth of that experience with God is that, you know, he's always there. The spirit is always there to heal you, to protect you um, when you're in, in service to him. Morgan's narrative reminds me of the Bible verse Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. God has definitely done this for Morgan, and he's done it for the other dietitians and dietetic students that I have interviewed and will be interviewing in the future. 
but God can also do this for you as well. Thank you so much for joining us on the Nutri Narratives podcast. If you would like to hear the narratives of any dietitians or dietetic students that I have not interviewed, please go ahead and leave me a message. Please join us for another episode. Until next time, remember to eat well to live well. 